And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Jesus, my Savior, thank you for choosing me. Who is grateful that Jesus chose you? Yes, Jesus chose each and every one of us. That's why we are all here this morning. And now we've come to the most important part of the service, and that is to receive from the man of God, from God's servant. I want to read the scripture, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Do you hear that? That Pastor Chris is a gift to us. He's a pastor, he's a prophet, he's an apostle. Isn't it amazing that we have all these gifts in one vessel of the Lord? Amen! So I'd like us to all rise to our feet and help me to welcome my Father in the Lord, God's servant, Pastor Christ! I see you everywhere, blessed Redeemer. Your glory fills the earth, everlasting Father, the one who watches me, I put my confidence in Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shammah, I see you everywhere, blessed Redeemer, your glory fills the earth, everlasting Father, the one who Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We pray together, everybody. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your love towards us, Lord. We pray that you will speak to our hearts now by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you very much. The message today is found in Matthew chapter 8 verse 14. This is the word of the Lord to you. Amen. God is speaking to you through the preaching of his word. Hallelujah. Matthew 8 verse 14. I'm currently reading my quiet time in Luke chapter 4. Luke, the book of Luke actually. So in Luke chapter 4, you get the same account, but I will share it from Matthew 18. Matthew 8, sorry, Matthew 8 chapter 14. And my sermon is called Jesus, 
and Peter's mother-in-law. Is it a wonderful title? Jesus and Peter's mother-in-law. Wow. The Bible says, And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her. She arose and ministered unto them. And when the evening has come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word. Hallelujah. And he healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. That's another word for Elijah. Saying, or Isaiah, sorry. Another word for the prophet Isaiah. The prophet saying, himself took our infirmities and bear our sickness. I'm just going to put it in that other version quickly for you, the NLT. I see Bishop Dag is also choosing NLT a lot. Have you noticed, you people that watch him now? I think he, he's following me now. Uh, using NLT. Then fulfill the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said he took our sickness and removed our diseases. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now, uh, I don't know why. Sometimes when I prepare a sermon, the Holy Spirit kind of leads me to one topic. Then I go to, say, I don't want to preach this. Then I go find other topics. Then I just come back. He says, no, preach this. I say, no, I don't want to preach this. There's nothing in this. That he kept bringing me back to this. So I don't know. There might be somebody here who needs the word of the Lord this morning. And don't be selfish. If it's not for you, it's for somebody else. But you know, most times the word is for you, but you just think it's for somebody else. There was a certain brother in a church, he was really irritating the pastor. Because every time the pastor preached a powerful sermon, the brother would say after the sermon, Pastor, <laughs> you preach very well today. You really gave it to them. You gave it to them. It's about time they must change. Then he would preach again and the brother would come and say, Preach, pastor. These people need to hear this message. Then one day, it was storming. It was raining and the winds were blowing. And only this one brother came to church. Nobody else came. And the pastor thought, now I'm going to give it to him. And the pastor preached powerfully. And he was hitting hard. And after the message, the brother came to him and he said, Pastor, you preached a powerful word today. It's just a pity the others didn't come to hear the word. It's just a pity. 
So I'm very conscious that when the Holy Spirit is guiding me, then I'm, I, have, I have something to say to you. Even though you don't respond by anything, amen, not of the head or anything, because you are a human being, you have the common problems that human beings have. Oh, yes. And even I am included in the things that I preach. Because I'm a human being too. You know, Paul said, lest I become disqualified. I, I, I must first repent, me, lest I become disqualified. So I thought, Lord, what do I say about this miracle? Because it's a beautiful miracle. And I was blessed uh, to be in Israel at this place where they say this was the house of Peter. I stood there and they, the, 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 the guy takes you and says, this was the house of Peter where Jesus healed his mother-in-law. Yeah, they'll take you when we go to Israel. We are going. I'm going to take a group of you there and show you that there's a synagogue there, just opposite, and as you come out, there's this place which there's now encamped, and they say, you can look inside and say, this was the house where Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Amen. Generally, when you talk about the mother-in-law, it's not always something good, isn't it? Because I now hear people like Pastor Robin then preach like this. They would say, Satan and his mother-in-law. Because mothers-in-law, they have the uh, reputation of being like a little sting in the relationship. Isn't it true? Not all. Some of you are blessed. But mothers-in-law can be a sting in the relationship. And the, 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 the problem is that when when you are a woman, you might see the problem of your mother-in-law, but then you also become such a problem. You're not conscious of it. You're not aware of it. You need to constantly ask yourself, am I not a problem? Am I not a problem? Because I often hear people say, Ek had so met my Just my mom it I will not be with my children like my mother is with us, but when it's your turn, then that same chocha bites you. So I also thought, Lord, before I talk about the great healing of the woman, I want to just help you people because I find that my work as a pastor is to guide you also on this part of family relationships. Are you with me? Because it is what you go home to every time. You must go face your mother-in-law if she's still alive. I was blessed to be like Peter, where my mother-in-law lived with us for 27 years. And I must tell you that she wasn't an easy woman. 
you know you get some people that's easy. Like my wife would actually admit, my mother was an easy woman. Didn't bother much. She, you would be around. But my mother-in-law was different. She had her own mind, own way of thinking. Are you with me? But for me, as the son-in-law, uh, I had to do what is publicly right. And that is to take care of my mother-in-law. Even if it was my own mother, my, my own mother was sorted because my father had arranged for her. My mother-in-law's husband died in a tragic accident, so she was all alone. Do you know? Um, and at the accident scene, she was weeping and crying. And then she, she, when she saw me, she asked me, who's going to take care of me? <laughs> and I said, don't worry. I will take care of you. But you see, you mustn't say something in a hurry <laughs> at the accident scene. It's only later when I thought, Yar! Kotserano Daibel of the Hama. Because you know, the older people, they are very dependent on one another. It's like, especially the woman, we were getting out of that age, but there was an age where the woman was very dependent on the husband. So like, if the husband doesn't work, then there's abject poverty. So that was a case like that. So the, she was a housewife, the husband worked in. any rate, so over the years, I realized this, this woman has a, has a way of thinking, I have my way of thinking, but I did the best to my ability to give her the comfort to stay under the roof, to have food to eat, everything. She didn't even attend our church, really, because she had her own church. That's why I'm saying, where my mother would come and support me, my father supported me, she wouldn't. It's that type, you see the difference there. <laughs> but the Bible says, Honor your mother and father. And your days will be lengthened. This morning I was uh, driving to church with my wife. I don't always drive to church with her, but with this arrangement for the airport, they took the, the kids took the car, so I sat with her. And I, and I realized, I didn't say this, but I just thought, I must stay close to this woman because she's blessed. Because of the 27 years of taking care of a mother. You know, you get families where only the one child has to take care of the mother. Then the others are on their own trips. I'm talking to all of you as a pastor. And it's not correct. When, when you are older, when, when your mother, when your father, your mother is old and they can't help, you have a duty to take care of them. If they can't help themselves and they didn't sort themselves out, which is another topic I want to address in a minute, then you must take care of them. Don't forget and suffer from Alzheimer's of all the good things that the people has done for you. And I must say, despite my mother-in-law's 
stroppiness and stubbornness, which my wife has a little bit of. Uh, she always served me well when I came to visit a, a daughter. She was good in cooking, making food. And I never forget, there was always something nice to eat. So I always told myself, I cannot ever have an issue with her when it comes to taking care of her. Because even if it was for a few years that I visited her daughter, she did that to me. So I can't suffer from Alzheimer's now. And how much more if it's your own mother who cleaned your bonbons when you couldn't clean yourself, who took you to the clinic when you couldn't help yourself. So we must be conscious of that. And Peter in the Bible, if you read the story correct, he didn't live by his mother. His mother lived by him. Can I make a turn by that subject quickly? I want to talk to the men a little bit as well. Men, you mustn't be so pep that you are making your abode at your mother-in-law's house. Are you with me? It's common here. They will They You're living with your mother-in-law and you can't say much because it's not your house. And then we start to distort matters of life. Are you listening to me? You can't say much. I'm your motto. You were supposed to take care of the woman that you married. I'm talking to the men a little bit. Can I talk to the men a little bit? When I married my wife, I didn't go on a honeymoon. Because I didn't, I used the money for the honeymoon. And I gave a deposit for my house. So the honeymoon we had was in our own house. Has he met me? Didn't have a long wedding and everything and everything and go to the beach and take pictures and everything and everything. <laughs> and I'll come back. I used to now, Wendy. <laughs> Must get your priorities right. I'm just talking about Peter's mother-in-law. She lived by him because he was man enough to have his own house, to have his own fishing business, and to take care of his wife. But he even said, let's take your mother and also care for her. What a man, Peter. A rock. I find it common. I don't know, Derek, how it's in your country, but in this country, we have this often. Sons are living at the back of their mother-in-law's house. May the Lord help you and deliver you from that. May you establish yourself and be able to take care of your mother and your mother, if, if, if she needs that. Then I want to say to the people as we grow older, 
don't base your life on this thing that you're only going to work till your children can go to work and then take care of you. That's also incorrect. Are you with me? There's a lot of the older people that have this mind. I'm only going to work. I'm only going to, if my children grow up and I take them through school, then they're going to work for me. And you're already figuring out the pay packet. Susan brings Sufiel. Jonathan brings Sufiel. And Classy brings Sufiel. And Classy with my council. These are important things I'm addressing. And then, to your dismay, the child meets a, a, a beloved. And the child's mind is not to give his or her paypacker to you till they're 30 or 40. They want to go on with their life, which is the right way. Because the Bible says a man shall leave his father and mother. Huh? And cling to his wife. And the two of them shall become one flesh. Not a man will stay at the back in the windy by his mother and father. They stand some your man is a salin. But they play no by your ma. At BMI, I want the men to be strong. To rise up and take care of their woman. You can't be a great preacher and throw the mic. My Speak prophetic words. Ah, says the Lord. Send ah, 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 ah. Hey! You don't even have a car. You don't have a house. Ministry is not about flamboyance on the stage. Listen to me. I can't support, man. I can't support. It's not about wearing. Priestly garments and being there. No, ministry is to lead by example. Are you listening? So you girls, if you before you marry, think, think, use this. Don't just use feelings. You study for matric. You finish your matric. Now you here with the Bushman who only finished grade seven. I ask you, where, is he working? Yes, Pastor. He's building Wendy houses there, but Uncle class them on the yard. You see, and you bring all these future challenges to you because you were thinking with emotions. Love. Just think what you hit. Hmm? Peter took care of his mother-in-law. His mother-in-law didn't take care of him. Sorry if I'm hurting you this morning. I always ask the Lord to give me a nice message, but then he takes me to this type of thing. So, okay, if you made a mistake, it's okay. It's okay. I'm helping the next generation. All right? And you know what I'm saying is true. 
Don't get angry with me. I'm helping the next generation. Because maybe it was unfortunate to be like that. So I said a few things today. I said, number one, the husband, the man, must make a plan when he marries his wife that he will be independent of the parents in a certain way. And in other words, he will leave and cleave to the wife. Uh-huh. Then also when he marries, not to stay by the mother-in-law. Are you with me? Let's get that right. Amen? Hallelujah. And then the mother-in-laws is the second thing I said. Don't be bitter. I know life has treated you bitter. Don't have this mind that the children will be under your uh, instruction and guidance for the rest of your life. It's not like that. They will get married just like you got married and left your mother. They is their turn now to marry and to leave you. But the good child will always make sure that the mother has bread to eat, clothes to wear, and the roof over the head. That's a good Christian child. Amen? And when I say the mother-in-law, it's because of the scripture. But you must apply the same thing for your father. Hello? Many people in this community, they abandon their fathers. Because most children grow up with the mother. We have communities of single parent families, many. So that all the child knows is the mother. Something went wrong with the mother and the father years ago. Either they never married or they were married and they split up. It, it's a common thing. It's common. I'm talking about common because this mother had a fever. And a fever is a common sickness that everybody gets. So we also have common problems in our community. What is it? It is that thing. That I'm talking about. So Peter, he comes out of the temple and he goes with Jesus over and there's his mother-in-law and she's lying sick in the bed. Amen. And the Bible says Jesus touched her by the hand and the fever left her. The fever is a sign of a common sickness, a common problem. It's not something that only a few people have. We all have it. Are you listening? And I'm going to address the common issues that we struggle with today. And I want to tell, my, my, my message always has a good point. Is that Jesus can deliver you from your common sicknesses. Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful. Amen. He's wonderful. He's not going to leave you in your situation where you'll find yourself in. Even you, that the problems I'm talking about, living at your parents' house, living at the back, and uh, suffering, women suffer, or being fearful of not having something to eat. It was, I think my mother-in-law's greatest problem was fear. Always afraid that she won't survive. There won't be money for this. The petrol price has gone up. Eskom is, the electricity has gone up. Always, always, always heard the fears, the fears. And I realized that she's trapped with the spirit of fear. When most women are trapped with that. But you shouldn't have that spirit because it's a spirit. It's an evil spirit. God has not given you that spirit of fear, 
but of love, power, and a sound mind. You're going to escape. Hallelujah. You will come out of it because Jesus will help you. Amen. So, when it comes to relationships and families and our people and single parents, you must take care of your mother and your father. Hmm? It is a common thing that our children think the father is the bad one in the, in the, in the, the relationship. You know why? Because the child has only lived with the mother. And so the mother tells the child all the stories from her side. And what they've done, they make men look bad. And children don't see their fathers as heroes. They see their fathers as somebody that abused the mother. They see the father as somebody that just left the mother, ran away. But you know, we don't really know the true story. So you as the child, it shouldn't really be an issue for you what actually happened then. The Bible says you must honor your mother and your father. Are you with me? Not in all cases. In some cases, the mother would say, the father abused me. All women claim to be abused. If it's not sexual abuse, then it's emotional abuse. Many times when I counsel people, they say, my, my, my husband abused, my, this man abused. They say, how? Did he beat you? No. Did he rape you? No. Just emotional abuse. What for the abuse but say for home gear? Now, in all the talking to your children, you see, you make them think their father is some animal or a wicked person. So the child never has a respect, never has a relationship. Many children have never met their parents or never go to them. Yeah, when it's birthday time, it's always the mother. Christmas, it's the mother. But there's never the father. And I want to bring correction to it by the power of the Holy Spirit in this church and say, children must honor both parents. And actually, there's a certain blessing connected to the father that's not even by the mother. I'm preaching. Because a father is the authority in a house. He has a certain authority. He has a power to bless. When a father blesses, hey, what happened in our communities, and I believe this is the devil's plan, is to silence the voice of the father. The father is just sitting there in the house. The mother is the talker because women talk, 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 talk. So all the talking is in the child's ears. My father has not You almost think your father is like nothing. You know, there's very few. You get choleric people like me, it's different. I'm very big in my children's life. But most husbands are just, they're tired of the fighting. So they'll come sit down, 
read the paper, watch the TV. Do you see? Then the child thinks, but it's not right. It's incorrect. And I want to challenge all of you as I'm talking about this. Try to build a relationship with your father. It's my message to you. Even if your father is in jail, go visit him. Yes, take him something, a chocolate, take him something. There's a blessing connected to your father. The Bible doesn't say honor your mother and honor your father who was good to your mother. Is, it, is that the scripture? It just says honor your father. Honor your father who didn't run away from home. Is that the scripture? That's not the scripture. Honor your father who never made mistakes. No. No. Simply honor your father. Like you honored me last week. You spoke well of me, pastor. Pastor is a great man. So you must honor your, your biological father. Whether he's a drunkard, whether he's with bad friends, that's not your problem. Your, your job is to honor. To respect. Honor is to respect highly. So when you see him, you see, hey, say, don't call your father on his own name. Say, Jonathan. Don't do that. He's your father. And sit a little with your father. I'd be in the Jainima. 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 Say, go ahead, too. You're less in the camera. I said, va, I said, va, I said, va. When last did you sit with your father? When last? And say, Daddy, let's talk a little bit. Your father will get a fright. Who you are, what got on my Sit with your father. The mother will come and, and wonder. The mother's always suspicious, isn't it? <laughs> Many things that have become culture by us is anti-biblical. And it's not correct. In the Jewish culture, the father was a strong paternal figure. Yeah. And because the blessing came from the father... Jacob, when he blessed his children, whatever he said, it became true. Yeah. Noah, when he cursed his children, whatever he said, became true. And Africa is in the mess it is today because of the words of a man called Noah. Are you here? So mothers, allow the children to meet their fathers, to spend time. Be a good mother-in-law. Be like Peter's mother-in-law. The Bible says immediately when she was healed, she went and made a meal for Jesus. She got involved in the ministry. Hallelujah. She made sure that Jesus has something to do. And Jesus never came alone. He had a frach with him, I'm telling you. He had a frach with him. So she had to make a meal for all the elders, the pastors that came with Jesus. Hallelujah. She was a good lady, but she was sick. 
And she had a common problem, which was fever. Now, we also have common problems, isn't it? Is my plane still standing? We also have common problems. And again, your facial expression to me doesn't say that you are absconded from what I'm saying. In other words, I've studied a little bit of anthropology. That's the study of human behavior. You see? So it it is common for men to have a certain problem. Then women have another problem. It's how we are made. Are you with me? Men suffer from lust. It's almost like something in us is always like that. So what I'm saying is that if you're a man, a real man, you will always, you, you, your eyes can see more than one woman. You can see beauty and sexiness very quick. If you're a real man, and women don't get upset with this. I'm telling you anthropological science. Up your honeymoon, can your mana anaphroraxin and andraisekopsa say, I married too soon. This is the problem with men. I'm talking about common problem. Fever is a common thing. I'm sure everybody had a fever before, right? Fever is the body's response to illnesses, to, to infections, to what do they call swellings. Then you get the shaking. It, it is to burn the germ. That it's a problem. And it's, a, it's not nice to have a fever. It's not nice to suffer from a problem of lust. And by the, by the help of God and the control of the Holy Spirit, you can, you can resist this temptation of lust. So that you don't go with two, three, four women. But you stay with one woman as the scripture says. Yeah. But the problem you will have. But just like Jesus mended and fixed the problem of the fever. He can fix your problem of lust. Oh yes. Then men have a problem with greed. Men are wicked I'm telling you. Very few, it's only when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you have this idea that everybody can have. You know, you don't have to eat up everything. Give to others also. You don't have to steal, share. That's when God, when God's Spirit is on you. But in, in, in generally, you have this problem, lust. Uh, lust and then greed. Then wickedness. Do you know? To hit somebody with a panga. My friend in Uppington, I, I had a friend in Uppington, he, was a, he, said, he liked me. So he used to take me for fishing on the Orange River. I stood for hours. I never caught a fish. Up called today. I, I don't know what is, how do you, what fishing is. But I stood. Then he was involved in a, in, a, in a street quarrel. And a guy took an axe and hit him in the head like this. And they had to take him to hospital. He came there with an axe in his coat. So, 
How, how can you have even the feeling to hit a human being with an axe in his head? And in Rwanda, the people cut off your arms. When they caught you, they ask you, short sleeve or long sleeve? Because they can cut you here, or they can cut you here. Just the end is off, you have a long sleeve. But cut, you, you will. The evil in people that has never met Jesus. But Jesus can solve common problems. He can solve the wickedness in men. He can solve the greed in men. And He can control your lustfulness. That your lust will then be channeled only to the one person. As the Bible says, a pastor, a bishop must be a man of one wife. Hallelujah. And then the ladies have common problems. Isn't it? Ladies have problems of fear. As I said earlier, are we going to make it? Will my child be safe? Will we survive? Is there enough money? Sometimes when the man wants to give the tithe and the lady says, wait, we, we still have to pay. We still have to pay some other debts. If you listen to Bishop Dag, he always tells the story of the man that wanted to give some money. And then the woman pulled his hand down. He said, he was taking offerings and he saw the man's hand go up and the lady just put it down. Then the lady came to him afterwards and said, Bishop, you know, we wanted to give, but my stingy husband, my stingy husband, he didn't want. And Bishop said, no, but I saw you. You pulled his hand down. It was a foreigner husband. Some of your problems are common because it's how your body is, your, your, your psyche is geared anthropologically. You are fearful, then you are jealous. Women are jealous and suspicious. Always looking at the phone. The husband's phone. The boyfriend's phone. And they can make like they play with it, but actually they want to... They'll ask you, they want to send a photo to their phone, but actually they want to see who was texting you. Always thinking that you are going to go somewhere else. It's like fear that you, the love for you will be shared with someone else. It's only a Christian that is tempered. The word is tempered. Het gepanel biedt is by die heilige gees. Dat die goed kan weggaan van jou af. Do you know? Don't have to keep checking and being fearful that your husband is. Because you have peace that passes human understanding. Hallelujah. Then there's other common problems like addictions that, that, that affects both the husband, that affects men and women. Addictions like cigarettes. Many of you still smoke here. I can smell it if I walk through the aisles. <laughs> but don't be afraid. The power of God can take away all that. 
Some of you still have problems with the drink. The black label. Because before you came to Jesus, it was your problem. Now you are saved and you still struggle to get that thing off. Don't be afraid. God is going to deliver you from that. Don't run away from the Lord. All you cigarette smokers, you took the copper. Don't, 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 don't feel that you can't come here. A church is a hospital for sick people. If a fever was common, then some of these problems I'm talking about is common problems. But the God that heals common problems is also here at BMI. And I can't explain some things to you. Like my father was a Rothman smoker. Rothmans. And he was, he, he was delivered immediately. When he gave his life to Jesus, he didn't touch another cigarette again. But then you get others that have to be weaned. Weaned. Of. Pastor, circle no. Don't backslide when you fell back. Falling back is just a way of exercise. like matrix. Shh. Come back up again. Shh. A righteous man may fall seven times, but he shall get up again. Jesus didn't leave her and say, no man, fevers are common. Fevers are common. Fevers are common. No. He touched her by the hand. And he's going to touch you by your hand. You, you, you that have a lust problem. You that have a fear problem. Mother, don't be afraid. You will survive. Maybe the pension is little. Maybe the 350 is very little. But God will take care of you. God doesn't want us to be dependent too much on the government for the money. He wants you to, to turn your eyes to Him. He will take care of you. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Hallelujah. Now, one more thing as I, I'm moving to the close. Common problems, Peter's mother-in-law. Hmm? Problems of mother-in-law, place to live, place to this. Now comes Jesus and he touches her by the hand. Glory to God. And he lifts her up and he delivers her. I want to make a statement here that's going to be very important for you to understand. God is not just concerned about you. He's actually concerned about those that's connected to you. This is the God I know. And many times, the compassion of God and the salvation of your family is due to you. This is how God works. You come first, and then those that are connected to you will also benefit through your connection. Oh, yes. Because he didn't know Peter's mother-in-law. 
She wasn't part of the crowd. She was lying in a sick bed. But Peter, Peter was the one he met at the water side. And when he went to his house, he said, they said, this is my mother-in-law. It's not just any woman. It's my mother-in-law. And then the compassion of Jesus changed. And said, because she's connected to you, I will, I will, I will touch her. I will heal her. Sometimes your children, you love what gangster can say. Because it's common, it's also common. You look at me on both, I can't pray. I can see in England, man. Preaching in Delft here, man. Your children are involved in gangs. You wonder why your child was not shot yet. You wonder why she's not dead yet. You wonder why she's not in jail yet. It's connected to you. And you see how important it is for you to, 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 to hang around, to stay connected. Because it's not just you that's going to be damned. Uh, many connections of you will go down. Your family, your family salvation is connected to you. Look here. Wasn't it your mother? Is she here? Somebody must give her love to the airport. The whole family is saved. Because he, he, this boy came. Yeah. And that girl who sang here this morning, where is she? she? She went to fetch him. And he gave his testimony. How he, he, he told her many excuses why he couldn't come. But she was taught to be forceful. And say, no, you must come. Not knowing then when this little boy, I think he was 12 years old or something. He had a very long thin head then, but he's now <laughs> eating. She, she, she insisted, no, you can't say no, I'm fetching you. He said, no, I've got other things to do. He didn't even know that time that his mother's salvation was connected to him coming. And not just his mother, both his sisters and their children and the generation that will come from them because of one man. Do you see? So, even though your family is, is giving you a hard time because of your decision to come to this church or even the decision just to follow Jesus, they don't even know that their salvation is somehow connected to you. Their healing, their deliverance, their protection is connected to you. Sit down. So Jesus comes, hallelujah. And the power of the fever is broken. Because he's the God that can heal all sickness and all disease. If you believe it, say amen. Hallelujah. And then Jesus healed not just the woman because right after, the Bible says they brought many people to him that were demon-possessed. And he healed them all. Hallelujah. Some sicknesses are caused by demon possession, but not all sicknesses. In the case of the fever, there was no uh, record of him casting out the devil. He only touched her by the hand. So also for your theology 
and your doctrine. It's not all sicknesses that are by devils. The world is full of germs and these things. All right? Then other sicknesses are when an evil spirit enters and a certain growth or something comes and you are possessed. Some people are not just sick when they are possessed because the demon causes your body also to go down. But some people are just possessed and the sickness hasn't yet, the growth hasn't yet come. Are you listening? These accounts you can see in the Bible. Some were just touched and healed. Others, a demon was driven out and were healed. So some of you, your sickness is connected to a devil inside of you. And others are just sick, maybe hereditary through, through familiar spirits that has done it for your oma, done it for your mother, and now it's in you. But the good news is that the power of God can do anything and everything for you. If you believe it, you shall receive it. Hallelujah. You can be free from sickness. You can be free from disease. They brought many unto him. Hallelujah. Verse 16. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Because of this prophecy, in verse 17, he took our infirmities and he bore our sickness. Hallelujah. He was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised. That's the prophecy. Isaiah 55. There was no form of comeliness in him. This Jesus who I'm talking about, he was God who came into the form of a man. He actually came into the womb of a woman as a seed from the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? And, help him there. And, when he grew up as a child, it was prophesied by Isaiah. A root will come from the ground. Isaiah 55. There's no form of comeliness in him. He wouldn't look different. He would look the same as other human beings in Israel. There is no beauty in him that you would desire him. He was just like another Jewish man walking. That's why many people in his hometown couldn't accept that he was from God. But then the prophet went further to say, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. It wasn't an ordinary man. It was a God man. And that man is here today in the midst of you. He said, where two or three are gathered in, together in my name, there I shall be in the midst of them. All your fears and and. and, and, and and, and doubts he can take away. Are you listening? All your fears and doubts. All your insecurities. Mama. All your jealousies. All your disappointments. This Jesus can take away. 
You are here and you are not yet saved. You must come quickly to Him. Even your addictions, young man. You really want to serve God, but you say the addictions is holding me back. If you could touch the hand of Peter's mother, he can touch your hand today. And you too can be set free. Hallelujah. That's why we serve Him and we worship Him. Surely He has borne our sorrows and by His stripes we are healed. I feel this morning God is going to touch some people in the sick condition. And if you believe it, you shall be healed. As it touched Peter's mother-in-law, it will touch you too. Maybe you need healing in the area that I spoke earlier in the relationship with your father and your mother. Yes. Maybe you are a mother-in-law that needs to relook your relationship with your children. But most of all, you that are struggling with a common problem, God can deliver you from the snares of the fowler and from the pestilence. Oh, by his stripes, by his stripes I heal. Bow your heads, please. We are here. He was wounded for our transgression. Jesus was bruised for my iniquity. Surely he bore our sorrow and by his stripes we now when Jesus dealt with his own mother you see a type of a hardness there when she came and said to him uh, why were you away 12 years old we were looking for you for 3 days you were gone why did you do this to us he addressed her, he said, woman, know you not that I must be about my father's business. You see, in the spirit, there's something different. As in the flesh, it's mama, mother. So even I had to take the role in the spirit and tell my mother-in-law, woman, Know you not. I must be about my father's business. Because when she said, I said, Woman, know you not. We must be about the father's business. But I still cared for her. Gave her food, gave her bread, gave her lodging. And that blessing I still have. The blessing of long life. And that it will be well with me. Because I took care of my mother. Hallelujah. 
If you are here today, close your eyes, bow your head. You want me to pray for you quickly before I leave for the airport? I can't pray. You say, Pastor, my life is not right with God. I suffer from some of the things you spoke about this morning. I suffer from addictions. I suffer from fears, relationship problems with my father, with my mother. Please pray for me. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. And those that are not saved, I want to pray for you. You are out of the family of God, but your salvation is going to affect more people in this life. But first of all, you must come to Jesus. You must give your life to Jesus. Now is there somebody like that? You say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. Put up your right hand and I will pray with you. Yes. Thank you. I see the hands. Now everybody stand. The whole church is standing. We are finished. Now come out if you want prayer. I call many, many things. Come, come, come. Whatever it is. If you have sick in body, come. The fever will leave your body today. The power of the Holy Ghost is here. Oh, and by, by His stripes we, we are here. Came the beggar that day, Marisha, came the beggar. For our transgression. And he was bruised for my iniquity. Surely he bore, he bore my sorrow. Lord and by his stripes we. One more time, he was wounded. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. Surely he bore. Let me first pray for those who came in, is coming to give their life. Alright. Power of the God, the Lord is here. All power belongs to God. The power of the Lord is here. Let me first pray for you. If you say, Pastor, my life is not right, but I want to make right with God. Say these words after me and mean it in your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. Lord, I'm sorry for my mistakes. Lord, I'm sorry for my mistakes. For all my sins. For all my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. 
Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Wash me. Wash me with your precious blood. With your precious blood. Make me a new person. Make me a new person from this day forward. From this day forward. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I turn my back. I turn my back on the devil. On the devil. And I turn my back. And I turn my back on my old life. On my old life. I follow now. I follow now. A new road. A new road. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. With my mouth. With my mouth. I confess. I confess. With my heart. With my heart. I believe. I believe. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Died on the cross. Died on the cross. He rose again. He rose again. On the third day. On the third day. And now, and now, I can be saved. I can be saved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet, and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> So you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.